How are we going to compete against teams that have been doing this for years? There's only one way. Okay, what do you guys have that none of the other teams have? Twin dongs. Exactly. We have to do something that only two men Something never seen before. So I quit. And I took it to the one place on Earth that shit crazy enough to give it a try. North Korea. Behind the bamboo curtain, they call it the Iron Lotus. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a movie and TV show podcast. I'm Simon. And I'm Dom. And tonight's movie for debate is Blades of Glory. I'll take them. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a movie and TV show podcast where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's movie for debate is Blades of Glory. Dom, we are here for another impromptu movie podcast episode. I basically twisted your arm because I've just been enjoying these so, so much. This will be the fifth one we've done in about three weeks or so. Love it. How are you, my friend? I'm good. Yeah. Excited to talk uh, about another film, racking up the film ones now, you know, mixing that in with the Ravens podcast. Um, And yeah, just look, I'm looking forward to talking about this one. I know you're like worried about it you're a bit scared but I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about it how have you been anyway i've been good i've been good well yeah so we discussed blades of glory it must have been when we did old school with the will ferrell connection and i was surprised to learn that you hadn't seen it so i won't well i will ask you anyway so you have no history with this movie but is there any particular reason that you chose not to watch it it just happened that way or have you been avoiding it or how come you hadn't seen it until this point um do you know what i i've, I've recent only recently come to think of this and i think within the last couple of days particularly yesterday um where i feel like films like old school and Step Brothers, and although Step Brothers is like to the extreme it's something that is fairly realistic and you know could happen um there's there's weirdos out there in the world and old school is is quite is fairly normal and realistic it's just like a group of nearly middle-aged men starting a fraternity so it's got that stupid element but it's you know just normal people and then we have um like this is what i would call or categorize as extreme wolf feral mm-hmm. where he's doing something um that not everyone can do and he's like a pro at it and he's the master and it's a wonderful thing. And um, he pushes like the ridiculousness kind of too far for me and it just gets a bit far-fetched and a bit... So I've never watched this. I've never watched like uh, Talladega Nights um, mm-hmm. and there's a couple of others of his. Like Anchorman I find quite funny. I recently started to think maybe I find it funny because of the other characters and okay. not necessarily Ron Burgundy. I think, you know, like Brick is just dumb and hilarious and then the other guys you know whammy and all that so (laughs) it's just there's a lot of elements that i i like about the other films um and it's just kind of like the i suppose there's elements of realism with it and then with a film like this i think this is just too far in the wrong direction for me like he's doing something yeah okay fight can ice skate 
but he, he can't do all the figure skating stuff and uh, all the wonderful dancing on ice that's not you know and you, you can tell that it's all funny backgrounds or they put a stand in to do it for a bit and stuff. and I just kind of get a bit I don't get carried away with the fantasy of it I, I watch it probably from a too realistic point of view and think oh this is just nonsense so I just get fed up with it and I, I, I've i always just said to myself it's not going to be a film I'm going to take to um, so I've just avoided it so yesterday was the first <laughs> time I watched this film but you you have a big history with this film you have a big love for this film so tell tell us more about that so like did it begin in 2007 was this when you first approached it and then from then it's lived in your heart forever or it's a good it's a good question well firstly i get i get your standpoint because there are a lot of i mean well to take it to the extreme extreme that's why i don't really enjoy marvel movies is because there's uh, that element of fantasy is completely lost on me it's kind of the same for a lot of things like that harry potter lord of the rings like it doesn't really do it for me star wars even to an extent oh my god is that like putting myself out to be crucified I mean, I can get that too. I, I can totally understand that and appreciate that. I think mine, because I really like Star Wars and that's fantasy. That's that's like a long time ago in a galaxy far away. So that's, good, like, <laughs> yeah. that's like out of bounds. Anything could happen. We don't know what, what the norm is there. What kind of goes on. We've got Jedis and Sith and all sorts. This is like normal person being able to do something extraordinary. Mm-hmm. So like, I really like science fiction, for example. And, it, and it's, it's different, isn't it? Because it's, you know it's a it's a possible future and that's kind of what they do i hate lord of the rings that's not my thing at all so apologies to lord of the rings fans uh harry Potter films i've seen them not my thing either really i wouldn't i I wouldn't be bothered about never watching them again if that made make sense you know would not be fussed but it it, it sounds like kind of like this where it just you take a real person and they suddenly have this amazing ability but they, they make it a ridiculous amazing ability and yeah mm-hmm. but i know that's part of the comedy and part of the fun but it's just something that i try and steer away from i guess no i get it well it the the part of the what i find funny about it i mean we'll get to all of that isn't the, any of the ice skating or anything it's what mm. you just did there where he's it's will ferrell's like doing his like the the dark uh, what is, like the night is a dark time for me like when he's sort of doing it's basically like the character is his being like uh an over masculine like man from like a sylvester stallone like an arnold sort of thing but being ridiculous with it it's like a parody but he's also like an ice skating like figure skater um that has a hairbrush that's made out of illegal whale bone and stuff that he brushes. It's like, it's, it's that it's, it's all Will Ferrell that makes this hilarious to me. And some of the other characters, John Hader, I think Hader, is that how you say his last name? I, I believe so. so. Yeah. Like he has a couple moments, but it's really all for me is about, uh, Will Ferrell. Um, uh, also Amy Palmer and, uh, is it Will, Will Arnett? Will, Will Arnett. Yeah like they're also hilarious and and a lot of you know a lot of the other characters but it's mainly will ferrell's dialogue um but but we'll get to that 
just to go back to Star Wars, I like old Star Wars, just to put that in. The original three, really enjoy. It's, I guess the, the element that I'm saying is when things are over CGI'd, and we've talked about that on the podcast a lot, mm. it just loses it for me because I just feel like, well, it's just, it's like, it's animated. I, like when it's like a practical effect, like in the original Star Wars, you think, well, wow, that took people loads of time and there's puppeteering and miniatures or wh- however they've done it there's just that element of okay i'm still sustaining my disbelief but yet it's there is some believability to it because i know there were actual props and you know the the time that went into it Uh, i actually think this is a better comparison to something like you uh don't mess with the zohan with adam sandler have you seen that yeah yeah i saw that in the cinema funny enough did you yeah (laughs) I mean, that's also a film that I love. Um, you know, all Adams on the movies, really. But it's kind of in that realm, isn't it? Of where there's that kind of ridiculousness to it. Did you like? Did you like that? Yeah, it was. It was all right. That was. That was okay. You know, I think like the thing I really struggle with, and uh, probably not explaining it very well, is that like you are. we get to a level of of Will Ferrell that I just think I've, I've hit my kind of tolerance of it. it it goes beyond trying to be funny it's like all the like snl sketches like they they start off pretty tame like the more cowbell ones probably like the most famous one we've mm-hmm. got it's tame it builds it builds it builds and that's the point but we build to a point where it's just like okay i'm kind of just think it's just crazy now it's not it's not meant to be funny it's meant to be crazy and this film is that for me is that this is meant to be crazy and well over the top and that's the point of it and that's mm-hmm. fine but it's not it's not for me <laughs> no i get it well, I, 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 I don't like want to it. give too much away but <laughs> <laughs> no i i get it i mean and what's ironic is there are a lot of will ferrell films that i don't enjoy that would fit into this same category so like i i don't i don't like semi-pro uh i don't there, there's one he did relatively in the last few years where it's like a pop star like oh, eurovision the, or something the eurovision one yeah ter- terrible i watched it didn't i just didn't like it. i wanted to give it a chance and give it a go i just didn't enjoy it because it was like yeah okay fair enough there wasn't this like extreme element of being able to do something like that no one else can do because it's about singing but it's like oh, i'm the best singer in like iceland or wherever the fuck they're from and it's like uh, it's just yeah that it's that push to the extreme of mocking kind of that eurovision there like kind of traditions and stuff which is okay fine people find that funny and they enjoy it but yeah it's just too much him for Mm -hmm. me i think if we if we could just if we had a dial he's at 11 and i'd love to turn it down to like six do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. well and there's loads of other films that fit into that like anchorman 2 is not good um they're loads the one he did last christmas with ryan uh reynolds was wasn't good like there there's a lot I, it's easier for me to say what are the will ferrell films that i really like and it quite it simply is like old school elf oh you don't like elf do you no. okay so okay so i should have registered <laughs> this okay uh <laughs> elf really like blades of glory uh talladega nights i like step brothers yeah is good uh you know there's probably the ones i can think off the top of my head but and there are some more serious ones that he's done that are really good um i'm blanking off the top of my head it's the one where he writes 
Okay, I have to just look it up quickly because uh, Land of the Lost, which gets a 5.3 on here, but <laughs> I enjoyed that. Maybe I was one of the only people that enjoyed that. Stranger Than Fiction that gets a 7.5. That's really good, and I think you'd like that if you haven't seen that. More of a... Well, I won't say anything about it, but it's really good, well-written. He's really good in it. But Blades of Glory, my history with it, I have no idea the first time that I saw it. I do remember that I was working in Blockbuster at this point uh, while I was a student, and I remember, like, stocking the shelves and this being, like, maybe might have been the week it came out and it being, like, the main rental of that week or sort of filling the shelves. So I probably watched it then. I, I don't know. Maybe I didn't. But I didn't have any real connection to it or memory of it. It might have been the first time I watched it was with Ethany, but it over the years, maybe over the last 10 years or so, it has become a, a, a comfort film for for her for my wife so if she's not been feeling well or you know we want to trying to fall asleep at night this is a movie that she'll want to put on it's blades of glory shallow how or deuce bigelow <laughs> it'd be <laughs> one of those three movies and so i've probably seen or listened or fallen asleep to blades of glory maybe like 40 times like no joke like that many times um and then so over the years it's just become like part of the fabric of uh of life and i just i find some of it a lot of it so funny like particularly will ferrell his delivery uh it's just ridiculous and i love it and so i i really i thought that you was i had thought you was going to really enjoy it from our conversations from old school the other day and some of the the parts that we found funny in his dialogue so i was surprised when you said you didn't like it but i'm understanding it now from this conversation and i get you know it's not for everyone um but let's let's talk about it and maybe we can sort of be good to hear both sides of the coin um so i mean william fickner's in it at the beginning from armageddon right yeah, I, was, I, I was i was gonna say have you picked this because you've just picked people out of other things that you love <laughs> well he also has Maybe. a big a really big part in prison break as well um yeah. <laughs> which is great so he uh is adopting uh orphans to turn them into sports stars and instantly we have the sort of mini the child version of jimmy who's played by john hader as he grows up and he's like a child prod prodigy and uh yeah i mean instantly from this opening scene did you know that you wasn't gonna like it because it instantly goes into like you know craziness with this child no because no, like from this point it's kind of it's peaking my interest, shall we say, because you've got this kid that can ice skate really well. They live in this orphanage that's kind of like a convent. Uh, it was like run by nuns and stuff or part of the church. And then this guy's like, he's the one, he's the one I, I want. So I'm immediately like, oh, he's just like recruiting all these kids, <laughs> essentially by adopting them and then putting them into competitive sports because he wants to be whatever rich dad out of his sporty kids but um so i thought well maybe this is slightly more the angle that we'll lean towards rather than 
the ice skating competition and you know what happens with that um and you know it, I, I was like oh okay this is this is an interesting start is it wasn't what i was expecting so i was i was kind of invested i guess at the beginning i thought you know i, I wanted to give it a go i wanted did my best to try and enjoy it as much as i could because i know it's you know it's one that you hold in like good good regard shall we say i wouldn't say high regard but it's in good regard in your in your level of regardedness <laughs> yeah i mean it's like all of the movies I love, it's not like that. I I'm aware that they're not critically acclaimed movies or movies that are like Oscar winning or anything like that. But they are movies that are comforting. I think that's the best way to put it. Is it's a movie that's comforting, and uh, and it means something to me. It means so much to me because it means so much to Ethany. And uh, so it's just like you know, you have some of those movies or TV shows that. Are like connective tissue in your relationship like i'm sure there must be some movies or tv shows that you have like that with your girlfriend there's like uh it's like something that not maybe you discovered it together but or something that means something to you both do, do you have anything like that or an example of anything like that i have we have like a guilty pleasure one which okay. i'm sure i'll get killed for saying this but um married at first sight which is a god awful, horrendous television show, mm-hmm. but we're like hooked on it. In the last two years, we've watched the UK one, then the Australian one, then the UK one, and the Australian one again, and we're like, "Oh, the UK one will be out soon." You know, it's kind of it's <laughs> kind of become a thing, and they go on for so long. I mean, like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. It's a lot of we call it trash, mm-hmm. but we're like, "Shrew." Should we whack some trash on? Let's whack some trash on. And then that becomes a like a bit of a thing. We've got stupid phrases that people have said on the show, like, um, shouting in my face. There was this Welsh guy, and someone was shouting in his face. So he said, don't shout in my face. Stop shouting in my face. So that's just become a thing, you know? Um, and yeah, so just stupid shit like that. Like, other pro- we do watch other programs as well. We recently started watching White Lotus. Oh, so good. I can't get into it. I think we're both really struggling to get into it. The first yeah. season. How many yeah. how many episodes in are you? Five? Oh, I'm okay. watching on it's quite, I'm quite watching, far. I'm watching on her speed. <laughs> I can't but, yeah, I can't remember how well Well, regardless of what you think of the I mean, I thought I, we thought the first season was really good. The second season is crazy. So and it's yeah. Uh, this isn't any spoilers or anything, but it's not like connected. Okay. I mean, it kind of is, but it's not. It's like separate it's like stories, Bradley. separate characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. uh, even if you don't enjoy the first season, I think you would enjoy the second season. Although, who knows? I'd, maybe I don't know what you'd enjoy. On... <laughs> um, just trying to think of this. I mean, there's other things that we... She loved Succession. She loved it. And has been telling me to watch the the final series because I've already I watched the first three and there's a last one to go. And I'm not sure I can bring myself to to watch it because I found it so stressful before. So well, these are all quite um, stressful. <laughs> Stre- yeah, inten- <laughs> these all have a layer of intensity. I mean, like those sort of game reality game show things. There's always like you know high stakes and betrayal and have we done this and all the, you know and uh 
uh, I guess, yeah, I, I mean, comfort... I mean, maybe something like for you then, just as an individual, maybe like Star Trek The Next Generation could be like a comforting thing where it's like you could just put it on and fall asleep and you know all the dialogue and everything and it's just like... It's a good example for you? Definitely. Great example. <laughs> right, so it's like... I think it's that kind of thing. And, like, I have them as well. Like, all the, the early Adam Sandler movies, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, and some of the re- more recent ones as well, like Just Go With It, Blended, they're all just kind of grown-ups. They're that comforting uh, escape from reality. And this film is just a great representation of that. So it's like you can't hurt my feelings by not enjoying it because I can appreciate that it's not it's not for everyone and it's not it, like if if you didn't enjoy goodfellas i'd be i'd be like what like <laughs> I, I don't like we, it would be more of a conversation because more objectively in my opinion it's like that's a one that's a great film like saving private ryan objectively it's just a great film you, you could have your opinions about well, i find it stressful or upsetting or i don't want to watch it all the time because it's intense and a lot and whatever like you could appreciate those things right or it could be like yeah i've seen it it's good but i can't watch it all the time mm. where with this it's like well this is a subjective you either like it or you don't or but at the same time objectively it's not like it's a great film i mean i think it's shot well i think that some of the ice skating stuff sequence sequences are actually done quite good for 2007 like the they've they've cgi'd the faces on to actual skaters and i mean if you were to sit there and pick it apart i mean it's not the best effect but it's actually pretty good yeah but okay well let's take it through so we get introduced so we sort of move through time and then we're at the, the olympic games for the figure skating and we've got Jimmy, played by John Hader, that comes on. And just as he's like doing his, you know, interpretive dance or whatever you want to call it, his sequence, his routine, they actually cut to, because it's like we're watching it as if we're watching it on ESPN, you know, let's find out the history, you know, of Jimmy. And it goes, and then gives us his whole backstory. So I'm going to cut that bit of audio and put it right here. While the judges decide Jimmy's fate, let's take a look at this exceptional young skater. He's a child of privilege, a classic skater, defined by elegance, precision, and an ability to endure great pain. He was plucked from an orphanage at age four by billionaire champion maker, Darren McElroy. Once a breeder of some of the most successful racehorses in the world, Darren had turned his attention to nurturing athletically advanced human orphans. His ultimate find came in the form of skating wunderkind, Jimmy. I guess I had a pretty normal childhood. With his father's state-of-the-art, some say questionable training methods, this child prodigy was forged into an uber skater. Soon, Jimmy was sweeping the gold, while his trademark Jimmy Curl was sweeping the nation with kids of all ages fashion drafting right behind their idol. A champion, an icon, a giver. Jimmy McElroy, skating's little orphan awesome. And so we get the whole backstory about him. And, uh, you know, he has great scores. Potentially he's going to win gold. But then we're introduced to Chaz Michael Michaels, which is that inspired by Chad Michael Murray? 
I, w- I would like to think so. When I heard his name, I was like, CMM? <gasps> Chad Michael Money. <laughs> so, and 2007, you know, this is like peak Chad yeah. times. So Yeah, I wonder if the name was picked for a specific reason. And maybe subliminally, this is also why it's like, this is a comforting movie for me. <laughs> but, it's got a deep connection. Yeah, didn't even, an unconscious one, didn't even know. And then we get the same thing where we get Chaz's backstory, where we'll also put that audio. Where, Dom? Here. And so while his scores are being tabulated, let's learn a little bit more about skating's leather-clad Lothario. Chaz Michael Michaels, an ice-devouring sex tornado, spawned in the hellfires of Motown. Trouble childhood? If you call being a nine-year-old kid with a 35-year-old girlfriend troubled. At age 12, Chaz escaped a life of running cigarettes and illegal fireworks by becoming a star in Detroit's underground sewer skating scene. The only skater to win four national championships and an adult film award. Which is not to say this rough-hewn heartthrob doesn't have a softer side. He recently published a book of poetry, Let Me Put My Poems in You. Before a big competition, I like to work with leather. The Native Americans always said that working with hides and pelts releases the soul. These are a couple diaper bags I made for Faith Hill. Two men, only one winner. Will it be Chaz Michael Michaels? Personal philosophy, clothing optional. <laughs> I I just instantly love all of their back and forths and just remembering it right now and he's just like get out of my face I'll get in your face <laughs> like it's <laughs> all of these it's the way I don't it's just per I don't I don't really even know how to explain it it just tickles me it's like perfectly pitched there's there's like parts of Ace Ventura that make me laugh so much and I can't explain why um <laughs> Like one of the parts of Ace Ventura when he falls into the fish tank and it's actually a shark in there, just the way his mouth moves as he's screaming will always make me laugh every single time. I couldn't explain to you why it's why I find it funny, but I do. Do you do you enjoy Ace Ventura? Is that one that we can do at some point? Oh my I, god! I haven't watched. I haven't watched it for so long. I haven't watched it for such a long time. I need to watch it again. Uh, and I mean, like, it's probably a good 20 years from the last time I watched it. But did you enjoy it as a kid? I liked it then, yeah. Liked, not loved. Not loved, I don't think. Any Jim Carrey film, Dumb and Dumber? I hate Dumb and Dumber. Because they're so dumb and you hate, like, hate you, you hate, hate dumbness, it. you hate stupidity. This Just is why, it. okay. Okay. I like the cable guy. Cable guys, I remember watching that fondly with you many yep. times. That was a good film and it has ridiculous moments, but it's, it's a good film. Um, I like. I love um, yes, man is a good film. Okay, yeah. Book, book by Danny Wallace is, is pretty decent. Um, Truman Show. Truman Show. Film. Yeah. Great man film. on the Man on the Moon. I've not seen that. That's the Andy Kaufman one. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind's really good. I didn't like it. <laughs> too, like, cerebral. Just, yeah, just messing with my brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Um, yeah, there's a few. There's a few I like, there's a few I don't. You know, 
he's in that he's kind of in that same category I guess as of Will Ferrell in that he can push it too far as well um what about the mask yeah. the mask is is like my first experience of it I really liked the mask when I was I was younger again it's a film I haven't revisited for a long time but it's it's really good what's the one where he's um me myself and Irene is oh that, my gosh me myself a, and Irene is probably the film. best it's probably the best one it's, that's very good very very good that's also like can be on the comfort nighttime list for both Ethne and i i went to watch that at the cinema with my parents and my parents loved it like it was really <laughs> like my dad's sense of humor like the part where he's like drowning the kid at the beginning my dad was just like in hysterics <laughs> drowning kids your, your dad's favorite thing <laughs> yeah well it's like I'm, you I'm... with the horse in old school it's oh, that kind God. of sense of humor of like <laughs> it's like cruel you know yeah. <laughs> something's getting punished for no reason <laughs> Well, it's and something that's that not supposed to either. It means that we're all meant to fawn over, you know, ponies and kids <laughs> and whatever. And, it's just like... <laughs> and the the lad that plays Wincy from Old School's in it as well, isn't he? He's one of the brothers. Yes. Yeah. 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 Am- yeah. Anthony Anderson's one of them. One of the brothers yeah. as well. Ah, oh, so good. So many quotable lines. We'll, oh, do, the... we'll do that. We'll do that one day as well. It ends up being a tie. And so with their both Jimmy and Chaz are sharing or have a gold medal each. And uh, in that time, we're also introduced to Will Arnett and Amy Palmer's characters. And they were actually married in real life at this point. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but it was so awkward watching them because, you know, they're not related in real life, but they're playing brother and sister. And there's these horrible are they playing brother they are playing brother and sister right yeah yeah. yeah. because you looked at me like I was talking nonsense then and Mm -hmm. I was worried but they're playing brother and sister but they're they're obviously very close and there's moments where they're like they almost like lean in for a kiss and things Mm -hmm. and I was just like oh that's really creepy actually Will Arnett had the one line that made me laugh out loud was wait was it let me guess can I guess was it the line to their sister when do you remember when they were alive it wasn't that. Oh, no. Okay, what was, was it? Right? Just looks at her when she's on the phone and he goes, sell yourself! <laughs> <laughs> he just screamed, sell yourself at her. And it, I don't know why, but it, it made me laugh. So it caught me off guard and I thought it was funny. Because they're like very, very tense and angry. <laughs> and really, so they're the trying, time. To, trying to sort out like the, the cheating and stuff, aren't they? And get her in with both of them. And then, yeah, he just screams, sell yourself. And it was just a funny moment. Well, their characters are, well, they're Fairchild Van Waldenberg and Strands Van Waldenberg. And we get a whole backstory about them as well, which we will put in right about here. The pair's team of Strands and Fairchild Van Waldenberg. Strands and Fairchild Van Waldenberg, America's brother and sister darlings. The gold standard of pairs figure skating. Children of beloved Swiss skiing gold medalists Otto and Ella von Waldenberg, the twin dynamos Strons and Fairchild burst out of the womb and onto the ice. While their sister Katie cheered from the sidelines, theirs seemed to be a charmed life. Until March 14, 1987, when their parents died tragically in a car crash, Katie would survive. 
The world wondered, had Strawns and Fairchild gone into a layback spin from which they could never recover? But the siblings' commitment was such that they were back in the training rink within hours of the funeral. And so tonight, the crowd cheers on their beloved Von Waldenbergs. Well, Strawns and Fairchild, how heavy is that gold around your neck? <laughs> Scott, this may be solid gold, but to us it's lighter than air because dreams never weigh you down. No, dreams are in your sleep. And then their sister, Katie, is played by Jenna Fisher, who, as we all know and love, Pam from The Office. But what I will say, and now I love Jenna Fisher, I love Pam from The Office, she is terrible in this film. Like, her performance is awful. Like, I mean it with love, but it is terrible. Like, every single line she delivers is awful. Like, I don't understand what's happening. Like, I don't know if she... It's like she's reading the script for the first time, but she's in a room by herself just reading it to herself. Like, it's like her her soul has left her body. Like, maybe she didn't want to do this, like, movie or something. I have no idea. It's like a great cast. The Office was probably had only been running for like two years at that point so this probably like a great look right to be with will ferrell and you know amy palmer and will arnett you know all these massive people i don't know did you notice well you'd hinted at it when i sent i'd sent you a picture of her from the beginning not later on in the film um, <laughs> you <laughs> dirty dog when, when she first appears and she's writing down i sent you a picture and said oh look pam taking notes on beach day because it was you know for those that have watched the office you'll understand what that means um but now i, I have like a counter comment to what you're saying because yes i i sort of i looked out for it i i saw that it wasn't like the the most effort the best effort but I kind of feel like that was the case for everyone. Everyone was was framed in such a way to tell this kind of story and to to, to deliver their lines in, in in kind of a sort of storytelling way, rather than a natural conversation. So rather than her having an, uh, like the ability to have the natural conversation and talk about things, she was very much set to explain everything like this and like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you everything like this and like that. And I think that she was meant to. I think she was meant to be like that. Because uh, like everyone else seemed to be doing that as well. Like for me, I, I could see that with every character. It wasn't just her. So I, was, I, I, I couldn't quite pick her out as the worst performance because for me, everybody was doing that. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, that was a good impression you just did because that is what her delivery is like. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I don't see it with anybody else. And maybe it's because everybody else's character is so heightened and such to like a degree of extremity where she's kind of quote unquote the like normal person there right um i don't know it just it just bugs me because she does such great performances in the office but then she has like some really good she does like the serious moments the tender moments the funny moments i don't know it's just a bit a bit odd but you know she she plays she plays her part she plays her function um and it is funny that <laughs> how they manipulate her because you know they basically blame their parents death on her just be- and she was just in the car she had nothing to do with it right it's just because she survived you know it's bad enough that she's probably got survivor's guilt right but, uh, they they sort of dump it on top of her all the time that's how they get her to do stuff like 
She's like, I'm not going to help you cheat anymore. But what's that? And it's like, what's that, mom? What's that, mommy? What's that, daddy? And like, go to the painting, and they're like saying, oh, you know, Katie's a bitch. You're not helping, basically. <laughs> Do you remember, mom and dad? Remember when they were alive? <laughs> <laughs> so good. But so, Chaz and Jimmy end up having a fight on the podium. And that gets them banned by Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World, bans them from men's figure skating for life, which then sends them spiraling into different directions, sends Jimmy into working in an ice skating shop, shop and <laughs> Chaz into working grublets, I think. As <laughs> just like... To be fair, that, that whole sequence was quite funny. That was quite funny because it's the downfall of someone who's supposed to be great and wonderful. But even when he comes out just as that thing and the manager's like, I should fire you, but you're like, you're so good at what you do sort of thing. And he's absolutely hammered. And he's like, I've just thrown up in my helmet thing. It's just like, oh my God, it's ridiculous. But it's it's amusing. I did, you know, that was a bit I was enjoying of the film. But he gets caught getting off with the woodland fairies in... <laughs> In, like, the locker room or in his, like, yeah. And, like, Sammy, you knew how I got down when we yeah. first met. <laughs> you knew how I rolled. Oh, it's so good. It makes me, all of it makes me <laughs> makes me laugh so much. Uh, Jimmy Stalker. <laughs> oh, it's, um, it's Nick Swardson, isn't it? Yes, who he's in loads I, of the Adam Sandler movies. Who I think is just does ridiculous so well and like, I really like him I think he's really funny he's really good at what he does and I actually really enjoyed it when he was like on screen like when he's just doing all his like scary stalker stuff jumps over the over the people at the beginning doesn't need to get to Jimmy and yeah he, I, I, I honestly I think he's a, a lunatic but hilarious well and he brings the, the whole you know plot twist of the movie I guess so to speak yeah. in that he is so obsessive he has found that jimmy is banned from his division but he can do pairs pairs jimmy and uh i love the line where jimmy says i don't know how you did this i had so many lawyers like look into this and he says no one can obsess like i can obsess <laughs> and then he takes his name tag sniffs it and then just says oh by the way i'm still gonna kill you someday <laughs> so, that made me laugh as well that made me laugh I was just like, oh, it's so, it's so good. It's so, like, classic lunatic stalker killer. That is exactly what he is, and that's what he should be in every film. <laughs> like, even the, the name badge thing was brilliant. Take it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. And then, so Jimmy needs to try and find another a skater. He goes to skate a poach at Grublitz and then runs back into uh, Chaz they have a fight and the coach who was jimmy's coach who's now like wild and crazy and kind of disgruntled and he has some great lines as well when he's talking about the iron lotus later oh yeah <laughs> it's like i took it to the one place that was back crazy enough to try it north korea <laughs> <laughs> and Chaz is like of course of course Behind the bamboo curtain, they call it the White Lotus. <laughs> no, the Iron Lotus. You're Iron watching. Lotus. You're watching the White yeah. Lotus. Uh, so 
two twos it basically ends with the idea of Chaz and Jimmy forming a partnership to go into pairs so not only as the first like male male partner group uh but also their return to to figure skating and then the whole movie is about them learning to to coincide to get along uh to become friends to see that they both have talents and skills that the other one doesn't quite have yes okay maybe i'm giving this more depth than it actually has but it, it is there that you know jimmy can't improvise uh chaz you know needs to be a bit more um i don't know structured structured yeah and uh have a bit more sorry go on go 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 have a bit more humility um and so that is kind of the whole the whole point of the movie as well as jimmy is falls in love with katie or likes katie and they have that whole romance but on the side you've got yes the van waldenbergs plotting against Chaz and jimmy because obviously they are like the reigning or the 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 number one pick for who's going to win the gold in the uh, paired division and so they're trying to sabotage and you know that is basically the premise of the synopsis of the movie i mean i didn't do it as well as you don but let's talk about some of the individual characters so let's talk about Chaz michael michaels <laughs> is the best did you did you did you like the whalebone part the hairbrush the <laughs> yeah, bird coli it it's in it's in that in that case as well it's like a little treasure case and he's it's the only thing in there and it's secured and yeah it's just a hundred a hundred brushes with this after using the um main and tail main and tail yeah i've used that that's real shampoo yeah we used to sell it at sainsbury's and that's where i bought it from i saw it on the end of an aisle once and i was like oh my god from from blades of glory it was so expensive it was because it must have been imported or something from america they don't sell it anymore though in my one anyway yeah it's because it became like unsellable nobody bought it so because it was too expensive yeah they reduced it to sell it off and then it was like yeah we're not going to bring any more in fair it was good though (laughs) really hydrated the hair so did you then brush a hundred times well they only make 11 verticoles a year so it was hard for me to and you can't just with a normal brush yeah true that that scene is depict that is the whole humor that i find hilarious in in the movie it's the way he's explaining it it is like minimal talk how minimal i bet you'd like to know you know it's like he takes it so serious he's talking about a hairbrush (laughs) but that bit is my favorite part so i'll also be putting that audio where dom about here uh-huh. For a lustrous coat, does, does this actually work? You bet your ass it does. Makes my hair shine like Orion's belt out on the ice. And then I brush my hair a hundred times with this. Wow. Cool brush. Not just a brush, but a verticoli. Handmade in Italy. They carve it out of illegal whalebone. They only make 11 of them a year. This one cost me $12,000 or 30 million lira. Perfectly balanced, low drag, minimal torque. How minimal? I bet you'd like to know. Hey, 
Help yourself to the mane and tail all you want, but don't even look at the verticolin, because I will knock your block off. No exaggeration, I could not love a human baby as much as I love this brush. And all of it, you know, we're gonna dance. We're gonna we're gonna skate to one song only: the Black Eyed Peas, and the Lady Humps. You know, like all <laughs> I of that. Think of what it was. <laughs> I remember it being very stupid. And then he starts to sing it. Mm-hmm. He starts to sing "My Humps" by the Black Eyed Peas, which is dreadful. But you know, it's it's a funny moment. Like them in that cabin is quite funny. And obviously, their trainer telling them to take the shoes off. Don't don't walk with your shoes in the car. Take your fucking shoes. You know, he gets very upset about their shoes. I was like, oh, what's on their shoes? That's that bad. It's like don't walk on the carpet with your shoes on. Like that makes a big point of it. But that but, yeah. that's the whole bit. <laughs> like, and even in that part when he's just like, what's what's the Berber? And he's like, baby food. And he's like, no, it's it's the rug. And he's just like. <laughs> What are you, the rug doctor? No, <laughs> I'm the rug master. <laughs> it's like everything. Oh my gosh, the whole the illustrated man when he's walking in through like the tattoos and everything. No, yeah. you didn't enjoy it. I mean, it was all right. <laughs> Just when he gets to the wall, who's the wolf? Never you mind. <laughs> when he's like explaining, it's like what's colder than uh, what's what's colder than black eyes, Alexander. Okay, I don't. The what about the um his sex addict meeting with Luke Wilson, with Taylor. That's nuts as well. I wasn't expecting that at all. Like to suddenly see Luke Wilson appear as the the uh, the kind of person running the meeting, um, and then yeah, just all the stuff he's describing and the the girl that's sitting like two over from him getting a bit excited shall we say and then when they're outside afterwards obviously Katie comes in because she wants to like oh I was excited to try and convince um, Chaz Chaz to to come to her room at 11.55pm exactly Mm -hmm. Um, because obviously Jimmy will be there at midnight Um, and yeah it's just it's just another crazy scene isn't it but when they're outside and uh, Luke Wilson drives past, and they're all they're all at it. Like one guy jumps out of the hedge, but on his own as well. <laughs> I was a bit like concerned at that point. <laughs> like, what are you up to? <laughs> well, okay. Well, let's talk about about Jimmy and John Hader. So John Hader actually like kind of departed from acting um, and went more into like voiceover acting. Um, what did you think in the, of him in this? Have you seen him in other things like Napoleon Dynamite, things like that? I've only really seen him in Napoleon Dynamite. So it's just kind of a slightly toned down version of that, I guess. You know, he's a bit more expressive, and um, but he still kind of had the God kind of moment, didn't he? But um, yeah, I, I thought he was all right. He, he did it quite well. He was Again, he's just going to that extreme of, ridiculousness um it's quite sad when he gets unadopted by his dad <laughs> and he's kicked out the car and it's like well what does that mean you know it's just like get out basically <laughs> don't don't make this painful you know let's make this easy as possible um that was a bit of a, a touching moment but other than that he he was he was fine he was fine it's difficult for me to talk about it because one i've only seen it the once 
uh, and and two, it, it's not something I'm like, yes, this bit sort of thing. It was just like it all kind of melded into just one long sketch. <laughs> well, did you find it uncomfortable when he was using his tongue to pull the toilet paper along the floor to get the key? Because that bit makes me. I actually. If I if I was watching it. it on yeah I'd fast forward that bit. It's the much. only bit I was watching where I was thinking, how does Simon watch this, <laughs> or does he not watch this? Does he just skip through because it is disgusting? There's there's one bit in particular where he gets to a plaster, yeah, like a use button. It's like oh that's that's fucking grim. Obviously that's not real, but it's it's so fucking horrible. Just the thought of it. Um, and the stranger danger from the kid. The kid was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. stranger danger. Like, look, really weird looking little kid. Um, apologies to that child. He's a, a lovely boy, I'm sure. Um, yeah, and he gets the key and eventually gets out the toilet. But it's a really horrible scene. I thought horrible. you were going to say when he's kissing uh, Katie. Because mm-hmm. that's really... Because obviously they've never kissed anyone before. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's their first kiss, which, which is just awkward as hell, but very funny. Mm-hmm. You were there for my first kiss, so I like yeah. to have you around for these big moments. <laughs> for the big moments in life, that's really? it. Yeah, still with that girl though. Still not broken up. Every <laughs> Every. Connect- I hope she's listening. To it's be the fair. connect, the connecting tissue <laughs> of each podcast episode. I think John Hayden is good in this. I think uh, this is what I haven't seen Napoleon Dynamite, so this is what I know him as. Okay. So. It, if I ever watched that movie, I'd be thinking, oh, Jimmy, <laughs> you yeah. know, but yeah, he's, he's good. Um, what did you think of, of the coach? He he was good as well. Like, kind of like you said, disgruntled kind of, co- anyone that can do disgruntled, pissed off coach, when he gets fired right at the beginning, he's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Then hits all the bottles off the table. I'm like, oh, I like <laughs> a bit feisty this one, angry. Um, but it, it makes sense. And then to kind of, they all want to get one back over um, well, William Fitchner, who, what's his name? Was it Darren or something like that? He was a billionaire. He, yeah, he Dar- a, he Darren McElroy. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, when he wanted to get one back over on him kind of thing and uh, get the, the two lads together and do the Iron Lotus manoeuvre and... <laughs> it's like there's you know I, I believe in you I believe that you can do it and don't decapitate each other basically <laughs> um, yeah he, he was good he was a good character like obviously a bit disgruntled as you mentioned before and I love a disgruntled character so and Jesse is great the like dance instructor from, he's in 40 year old virgin yeah that's right he was <laughs> it's just ridiculous and when there's the group of them and they're all like in a line all the dancers mm-hmm. in a line and he Jazz was like, don't touch me kind of thing. And it becomes a bit of an issue. <laughs> but he, he was good. He, he he was funny. I think he probably didn't have a big, as big a part as I was expecting. Because he's, he's in a few things with that kind of group and that crew, isn't he? He kind of fits into their group quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he didn't have a, as big a part as I, I would have expected. But he's in quite a few scenes, obviously, after his initial introduction. Because he's there at the championships and stuff and sort of follows them around but he doesn't really say much after after the dance lessons but he was funny very camp i wasn't expecting him to be so camp and his dancing was great as well like he's so fluid <laughs> yeah he was he was great and uh what about amy amy palmer and uh will arnett that what? as as the villains like they the they're like hip-hop 
uh, like history of hip hop and the Marilyn Monroe and JFK taking the drugs yeah. and everything. The the themes that they put into their dances, into their you know shows, were, were quite funny. That was that was quite amusing. When they're stuck on the escalator, like he's stuck on the escalator chasing. Yes. Uh, is he chasing Jimmy or Chaz? He's chasing Chaz. Chaz. And he's like, so what? Like, what's the deal with this one? What are you meant to be? And he's like, JFK. And I was like, oh, okay. And then we see, you know, like Marilyn Monroe taking the pills, and you know, it's this struggle between them. Yeah, it's, it's the themes that they have are, are quite funny. I think they, th- those two are quite good at pulling off that sort of thing as well. Like Will Arnett can just do like dumb, stupid shit, and it's quite, and it comes off as funny. I, I think he's quite good at that sort of thing. A- Amy Poehler as well she's like similar i mean it's all snl people isn't it so they're all mm-hmm. used to doing that type of thing these sketches dress up as a stupid character and just be that person for a bit and then they might be a repeat kind of character or like experience for them but but they, they're good at being funny evil i guess and being really horrible to to katie who um if anything deserved it because she killed their parents absolutely absolutely <laughs> she did i that uh chaz and uh Will Arnett and Will Ferrell's chase scene is so good. It was so is so funny. Yeah, them getting stuck on the escalator, trying to walk through the lobby of that like hallway on the skates because that is what it's like. If you're ever on ice skates, have you ever been ice skating? Yeah, I've, I've been a few times. Again, probably not in the last twenty years, <laughs> which makes me sound horribly old. But yeah, but any any interest? Not really. No, <laughs> and it, I'm, I mean maybe now like I used to be really like afraid of falling over and hurting myself whereas now I, I couldn't give a shit I know how to land properly like most of the time so I'd be a, I think I'd be alright just it's just the skating thing that's the hard bit mm. the falling over is the easy bit you've only got one way to go haven't you so that's true it's true do you, do you ice skate I had ice skating lessons when I was a kid because I want from the Mighty Ducks because oh, I want okay. my lessons weren't from the Mighty Ducks watching the video and then going on <laughs> to the ice rink. Ah, oh, this is how you triple deke, is it? Okay, let me go. <laughs> off I go. Uh, no, I wanted to play ice hockey because I was so inspired from that movie and I asked my parents to get, if I could get ice skating lessons and I had, I don't know, maybe like five lessons or something. And I think I could skate reasonably decent. Like, not anything crazy, but I could fairly comfortable. And then that was it. And then I don't think I, I just never really did it again. I think... Were they, F- were they one-on-one lessons? No, no, no. Like, group lessons. Oh, uh, see, uh, like... group. That's even worse for me. I'd be like, oh, can we just fuck these people off and just, just help me? Just, like, give like, <laughs> one-on-one sessions... Just get rid of the other people, bin them off, and just but, teach me how to ice skate. But don't you run a martial arts class that's a group? Yeah, I mean, for ice skating specifically. Like, I mean, okay, like back, okay. in, back in the day. Back in the day. Right, right, right. You want no, one-on-one no. time, ice Yeah, time. yeah. I, I want to be able to do this and only fall over in front of one person. Right. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think the last time I, F and I went ice skating in New York by... Uh, What's it called? The Rockefeller Center? Yes. How do you know? How do you know I was going to say? I know everything about you. <laughs> yes, and, you and I think that's the big like outdoor ice skating rink, isn't it? That they put yeah. out. Yeah. 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 It's famous. 
not the one in the Galleria. There used to be one in the Galleria. Do you remember upstairs? It's been in that one. Yeah. Was it upstairs or downstairs? I've got a vivid memory of it being upstairs. And it wasn't ice. It was just on like... Is that floor. weird plastic? Yeah. Is that weird plastic they put down? It was like fake ice rink sort of thing, and you could just sort of like shuffle along it. Yeah. But yeah, I went. I went on that a few times. I guess if that counts. Good enough. Good was enough. There like, there's an ice. Is there not an ice rink in like Potter's Bar or something like that? It's not. There's one like between where you and I live, like not far. I don't know. I uh, I don't. I think. I'm not sure. There's the snow center in like Milton Keynes, and there's one in um, Hemel Hempstead. So, yeah, but I have I have no idea where it was I was going. Maybe Stevenage feels familiar, but I don't think they have it there anymore. I'm not sure. There's there's one like near Aquasplash. This is relevant to no one listening. <laughs> it's just I mean, locations of localized. Those of you that know, know where Aquasplash is, like well done. To be fair, which doesn't exist anymore, sadly. No, it doesn't. Aquasplash was this swimming pool that, well, I, I don't think there was even a pool to it. It was just all slides, and yeah, it was cool. awesome. But you would e- definitely cut yourself or have an injury every time. <laughs> do you remember the um, game threatened the... in there? Yes, I do. I was threatened <laughs> in there to get that. out of a donut ring. Yeah, no, I remember. Friends break my nose if I believe. That's not the first time. Many times in my childhood. Just a target for these things. Simon. What is it about my nose? Why do people always want to break it? Maybe because it's so perfect, people just well, want to hurt it. That's nice, but <laughs> just yeah, angry. What were you gonna say? That you once I... threatened someone? It was you. No, it wasn't me. I wouldn't threaten anyone, not without cause. I've seen you threaten multiple people. Not without cause. <laughs> <laughs> There's reasons for it. There's reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't remember what I was going to say. No idea. I think Aqua we went... Splash, hitting your head on the, the bowl when you came out the slide and you're in that big bowl one and then mm-hmm. the pool that you landed in was freezing cold. I'd hit my head on it every time. Be like concussed and then land in a freezing cold pool. Yeah. We must have gone together, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Good times. Do it again one day. Just find it's, a centre It's parts gone. Just, it's gone. Just find a centre part. Centre part's the same thing, isn't it? That many slides. It's basically a bigger aqua splash. <laughs> then why are we not going now? Go to like a haven or a butlins or something. Be <laughs> you and me. I'm, <laughs> a, I'm, a, a I'm allergic, actually. I think. <laughs> to, to what? That's the most judgmental thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I liked it. What you can't hear is Simon <laughs> laughing his ass off because he's a silent laugher for most for the most part. <laughs> oh dear! What's annoying is the biggest laugh you've ever had on this podcast is you fucking made yourself laugh. <laughs> it was your reaction. <laughs> I didn't think you heard. I'm jo- <laughs> I'm joking. We went. You and I went to Butlins <laughs> or Haven or one of them <laughs> with my parents. 
in the Isle of Wight. Oh, right. And so it's okay. It's all right. Like came from it. It's okay. Like I'm only <laughs> talking about my own people. But just. <laughs> <laughs> just leave it be leave it be <laughs> did you enjoy the song selection of Aerosmith I don't want to miss a thing which again was another <laughs> Armageddon reference or connection yes uh, I thought it was suitable for what they were doing but as I said in our Armageddon episode and for those of you that haven't listened to it I'm sorry for what I'm about to say but I hate that song hate it it's just another nail in the coffin of this film <laughs> but Dom every moment spent with you is a moment I treasure forever and ever I just wanna close my eyes don't wanna fall asleep cause I'd miss you Dom and I don't that was beautiful what I really liked is um, that time to say goodbye at the beginning with Andrea Botelli and I want to say Sarah Brightman but that's probably not right um, and it's used at the end of Step Brothers as well what, what where is it used in Blades of Glory right at the beginning when Jimmy's skating oh I'm, I'd already thought that whatever that was that song i didn't know it was that when i watched it last night i was like oh that's what i'll use for the intro of this podcast yeah as i, I think it's andrea bocelli and sarah right let me i'll just double check let me check my source i might have that completely wrong did you hear the song that's played over the credits at the end uh i can't remember yeah it's andrea bocelli and sarah Brightman. yes that was right um, no, what was the song that was played at the right, end? Right, there's a song at the end that was actually um, written for the movie. And so the song is called Blades of Glory by Bo Bice. I'd never heard of him. But let me read you some of the lyrics. I love this song so much. I've got it like downloaded. I've listened to it so many times. It's proper like hair metal. Uh but you can see that it's been written for the film. So the first the first line is, I'm a lone wolf in a cage, lost my partner to a lie. Like a bird with broken wings, it's impossible to fly. I tried to live for two, but only trust in one. Is there nothing we can't do? Are we truly done? <laughs> Every day that we do or die. As we're sailing across the sky, now we're coming home on these blades of glory. I really enjoy it. I will put it
also put it at the end of the podcast <laughs> to sign it out. Well, okay, let's just talk about any other moments that you enjoyed from the movie. Anything else that you liked about it? Um, let me have a little think. Oh god, to be thinking about it is not a good sign. Okay, let me let me ask you a different question. Can you see how if you hadn't seen the movie before, yeah, and watched it for the first time, and we had never spoken about it, would you have thought it would be something that I would have liked? Um, I, I, I'd have to say probably no. Oh, so it is a surprising. Yeah, it's a bit of a shock one because I, I know, like you like all like the Adam Sandler films, like Waterboy, in particular, a particularly silly film, um, and we talked about other Will Ferrell films and stuff uh, as well. But I know that you don't like a lot of it. I th- I would have thought that this would have kind of fitted into the don't like, not that impressed by kind of category. So I was a, it's a little bit surprising that it's in your... I hold this in some sort of regard and will fall asleep to this one and gets watched quite often. Um, but that's fair enough, you know, it's uh, each to their own. It, if it's if it's that connection between you and your wife as well, then that's 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 a nice thing. So it's a, it's a good thing. It has a good connection, but... Yeah, I was surprised. I, I didn't think if I was watching the, uh, this film again, first time, no idea that you liked it or not. I, I don't think I would have recommended it to you. Said you'd like this film. Mm, yeah, and, and I, I can see that because it doesn't quite fit into those categories. And like I said, a lot of those other Will Ferrell films, I really don't like. And I guess that is what that is: is that a movie is a movie, but if you have some sort of connection to it. At, then it can kind of transcend that in a way and in lots of different types of mediums uh, like I'm sure that there's like movies and things like I know we always bring it to Starship Troopers with your dad but there must be things like that that hold memories from when you watched them as a kid like with your mum with your dad with your brother with whoever with us like Die Hard the Lethal Weapon movies they're like movies that a great film sure but they mean more because of the memories yeah i guess like one example would be galaxy quest i went to see that um in the cinema with my mom she was like really like oh I hope, like you enjoy it you watch it kind of wake me up when it's finished like as a little joke but she ended up loving it she ended up loving the film she thought it was great as soon as it came out on uh dvd it would have been she she bought it and was like yeah this film is great so yeah, that that that's one like in particular that stands out as a nice memory for like a random, very random film. We definitely have to cover that at some point. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. So good. Oh, and it fit in with our Tim Allen Home Improvement theme. Yeah, exactly. Sigourney Weaver, great movie. Okay, Alan well Rickman. then, oh, Alan Rickman, rest in peace. Yeah, mm-hmm. even uh, Rain Wilson is in it. He is, yeah. Actually, like Rain Wilson's on a the um, what's it called? What's it called? He's on a podcast. I listen to a podcast. He's on, he's a guest on the podcast. The one with Stephen Bartlett. Oh, the um, boss thing. The <laughs> the Dragon's Den. Yeah, I. What oh, is di- it? Diary of a CEO. It's Diary of a CEO. Yeah, I I've listened to some of them. I listened to the. Um, Darren Brown one. Um, I, I listen to the people I 
know and like. So like Romesh Ranganathan and any of the football players he has on like Rio and Gary Neville and stuff. And the, the most recent one is Rain Wilson. So I've just started listening to it. That's cool. I have quite a few podcasts like that that are that kind of format. They're basically like interview conversation format. And I would just listen to the episodes of the people that I like, um, for sure. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mark Marin, Brian Baumgarter, Kevin, he's got a really good one that's like that. Um, yeah. It's good. Good. Okay, well, what would you give... I mean, I won't... You don't need to give a subjective rating, because it obviously has no subjective meaning to you. Objectively, what would you give Blades of Glory out of ten? Um, so I, I didn't find it that funny I, I understand how other people find it funny and, and like there are moments of like amusement throughout and there, there's a couple of bits that made me laugh um, but it, I just I just didn't think it was particularly good unfortunately which I know is you know sad for you I didn't want to do this one, and, and I don't think I've sort of shat all over it but I didn't want to do a film that was going to like shit all over and, and you feel bad about but um I'm gonna give it a five. I think I think it's I think it's about right for the film. So yeah, for me it it holds absolutely zero regard in my life because yesterday was the first time I'd watched it, and yeah, it it was all right. It was okay. I mean, I'll be honest, it's not one I would even watch if it was on telly and you're just kind of passing through. You know, there's films that you'd stop for and you'd watch. You know, old school. But if it's on, I'll I'll, I'll leave it on. You know what I mean? But this is one where I'll be like, nah, I'm going to move on. But yeah. So five from me, I'm afraid. Uh, what, what about you? You're subjective and objective, I guess. <laughs> uh, well, subjectively, let's do objective first. Uh, objectively, I still think there are some things here that are quite impressive. Like, I think some of the ice skating stuff looks pretty good. Like, I mean, I know that it's an effect, obviously, and it's ludicrous, but I think it's well shot and, you know, the sound is good, the soundtrack's good. I I would give it a 7. I, I would do a 6.5 if we could, but we don't. We don't do, we don't do decibel points, so... 7's nah, okay. fine. And then, thank you. I didn't question <laughs> your five, Dom. Okay. No, no, no. Just saying. Like you, you seem a bit like almost embarrassed to give it a seven because I gave it a five. But just, just be, be relax. Give it, give it the numbers you want to give it. Um, thank you. Well, I give it a seven, and then subjectively is nothing less than a ten. Absolutely, wow. I could watch it again tonight. Like okay. I could, I could listen to it tomorrow while walking Luna. Like it's. It's just easy. I and I have such a deep appreciation for films like that 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 make me feel that way. Like Airheads. Oh my god, we have to do Airheads at some point. Like so many movies like that that I'm just grateful they exist because you know they if, are comforting. If if we'd substituted the coach for the gentleman that played him to Vince Vaughn, it might have been a different story. Oh wow. Okay. Or I forget you love Vince Vaughn. What other Vince Vaughn movie? Have you seen Domestic Disturbance? Vince Vaughn and uh, John Travolta. It's like a serious movie. No. Actually, I think, I think that's quite good. Do you think it's I'll old. like it? 
Yeah, I think you'll be like, <laughs> I predicted it. I could predict it. Well, I knew what was going to happen. Dog ate the heart. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, yeah, I think you'd, I think you'd like it. I think it was maybe like late nineties, like ninety nine, two thousand, something like that. It's pretty good. Okay. Um, Vince Vaughn is like, uh, John Travolta gets divorced from his wife, and Vince Vaughn is like the new stepdad coming in, but he's like low key abusive to John Travolta's son, and no one believes the son. And it's kind of like a thriller like that. Okay, Turns cool. into like uh, a I mean, thriller. he's he's in like True Detective as well, right? Isn't it? Mm. He's in that, and that was like freaky but good. Like he was really good in that performance wise. So mm. he can do. He's got range. The man's got range. He's a good actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. So there we have it. That is Blades of Glory. Any final thoughts? No, thank you for introducing me to the film. I know it wasn't one that I particularly took to, but, you know, it was worth a go. It's always worth a try. And, yes, thank you to everyone and anyone who's been listening. And do you know what, Simon? You know what we've missed out? We've missed out the key part of this, and that is the people that are listening. So people out there, if you've made it this far, one, thank you. Two, we love you. Three, rate, review, subscribe. And Simon... Mm-hmm. Where can they find us? Where can they find our shit? <laughs> Go find our Patreon page at ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through hoops. But yet they also go through nets. Nets of glory. Ravenshoops.net. You can find all of our bonus content. You can get early access to new episodes a week before they're released to the general public. You can be one of those special people to listen early and communicate with us directly. Let us know your thoughts on Blaze of Glory and other movies you'd like us to consider covering in the future. Dom, I appreciate your openness, your honesty, and you actually you said to me, before we were recording or like last night or yes whenever it was that <laughs> hey maybe we shouldn't do this one because that's uh an appreciation for not wanting to be sort of negative to a movie that i like and i think that just shows uh, a degree of consideration that you put into it but i knew that we'd be able to have you know a good conversation and and for it to not feel that way i think if it like again like if i said if it was a movie like um i don't know a movie that i really loved that's like a serious film and you felt that way it'd be like then it, I, I, this isn't a film i'm gonna feel offended about you know so um i appreciate you having the conversation your turn to choose next in fact let's bring that back at the beginning it used to be at the end of each movie episode the person that didn't pick the movie we've just covered would tell us so it'd be a surprise to the other person what movie we're going to cover on the next movie episode so as i chose this dom what movie will we will we be covering next well i <sighs> Should we do Forrest Gump? Don't ask me. This is your decision. You can pick anything you want. Not porn. Don't be weird. <laughs> Jesus. Pick a a, a a normal movie. Let me... I just... Oh, 
racking my brain now. What would be a great one to cover? So let's many. do let let's do Forrest Gump. I think we but let's give ourselves like a decent amount of time for Forrest Gump. Yeah, like a we do. We could do like a week when we do a movie week. We could pick like a silly one like this and a serious one like Forrest Gump, and so we could just spend like an hour on the silly one and two hours on Forrest. Something like that. Let's so pick a pick a pick a silly one as well. Let's okay. do a Dom double feature. What's your double feature to go with Forrest Gump to counterbalance the seriousness of war and shrimp boats? <laughs> El- did Elvis sleep with his mum? Something like that. I can't quite remember. Uh, the school teacher slept with his mum. I'm not sure Elvis did. Oh, that's right. Elvis taught him to dance or something, didn't he? I can't. I haven't seen it in years. Yeah, Elvis teaches him to dance. Uh, the school teacher says, uh, "You all, Mama sure cares about your education, son." Mm-mm-mm. And, oh, uh, <laughs> um, like a stupid film that we could cover. I'm just having a flick through Netflix now to see like what I watched recently that was pretty stupid that we could cover. That's quite funny. Oh, you know what would be great? Groundhog Day. Ooh, that's a great film. Should we do that as well? Yeah. Let's do Groundhog Day and save him. Save him for. <laughs> <laughs> We've done that one already. We've done it already. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Sorry. Groundhog Day and Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Groundhog Day. Great. So those will be the next movies that we cover. Dom, thank you as always. Good listeners, thank you so much. And how are we gonna how are we gonna exit this one, Dom? Um, I think you should do it, but as an impression of. Uh, Chaz like your best Chaz <laughs> okay we're gonna do Ravens on free that's good this Ravens was carved out of illegal whale bone <laughs> <laughs> they only make 11 of them a year <laughs> okay we're gonna do Ravens on free Ready? Oh yeah. One. Two. Chaz Michael Michaels is figure skating. Boom! Three. <laughs> Ravens! Ravens! <laughs>